0: Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air, broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee.
1: Here's Greg Matzik. Well, John, will be back on Monday. Sandy Max is back in the seat today. Hello, Sandy. Nice to see you again. Good
2: afternoon. So glad to be here. Welcome back for a
1: Friday. It's a great way to go into the weekend. Having you and I do the show together. Looking forward to it. Dom Catronio is handling sports from the ballpark. Debbie's got an eye on a road situation that is not going well. So a little bit of a slower start to your weekend, perhaps. Adam Roberts producing the program. And a handful of stories that we're following today. This is the 3 At 3 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. And where do we begin?
2: We're going to start in the city of Kenosha. They are planning a major overhaul of its downtown area, and it could start as soon as this fall.
1: Yeah, it's a $450 million development project for downtown Kenosha. And much of the land is it, it just sort of vacant, large, large parcels. There's just open area, kind of concrete, nothing really happening. Uh, but it's about a 14-acre swath of land. Uh, between the Harborside area, bordered by Sheridan Road on the west, and uh, a bunch of cross sections on the right, so there's a lot of work to be done here. Construction could start in late fall, but uh, this is sort of a, a a dine, play, do everything you need to do in one area kind of development project for Kenosha. Not unlike what we've seen at the corners in Brookfield, we've seen it. No Creek developing that mm-hmm. Drexel Town Square. That's kind of the idea behind this. Yeah, that
2: multi-purpose with it's got apartments and condos, and like you were saying. Uh, places to eat and enjoy also a central park and a laneway and market hall so they really are looking to kick this up a notch uh monday is when it's going to go to the full kenosha city council for consideration but it certainly looks like a positive path right now
1: yeah also being proposed a multimodal transit access including a metro train service from chicago so trying to beef it up a little bit and have a connection between wisconsin and illinois yeah and also
2: expand the veterans memorial park
1: yes No one's
2: gonna argue that.
1: Absolutely (laughs) not, nothing at all. That's in Kenosha, what else do we have?
2: A new patch is showing promising results for children with peanut allergies.
1: Yeah, so it's called the Viaskin Peanut Patch. And they're testing this out just to see what sort of reaction children with peanut allergies have after using the patch. So what the patch will do is, if applied, it'll slowly release peanut proteins into your body. And if you're allergic, you may still have a reaction but the idea behind the science is the patch might also sort of wean you off of your allergy. So it's not foolproof. Like if you've got a peanut allergy, it may still be a problem if you use this patch. But in others that they're finding, children, they're finding that they're weaning off of their peanut allergy.
2: That's incredible to to reduce that reaction because it can be really scary, the parents who carry that EpiPen.
1: Well, and especially with children, you, you don't really know until you, you have an episode. Right. Right? That was one of our big fears when we had our daughters was... I, can we give him peanut butter? Like, I, I don't know. The pediatrician said, "Go for it. I was Just saying, yeah, Be you ready. Get
2: one shot at this." Uh, right.
1: You you know if you can or can't. But uh, they estimate about two and a half percent of U.S. children have peanut allergies. Twenty percent will eventually outgrow that, but some certainly do not.
2: And it's to such an extreme. I shouldn't say extreme, but it's people are so considerate now that, for example, you were talking about bake sales at your children's school. Anything with peanuts, oh, yeah. like no, no, that means no Reese's peanut butter cups. We, we put know? a snack
1: in their in their backpack every day, but it cannot have nuts in it. That's a school issued order. So it's very considered. Yeah. And finally, oh, Greg,
0: you- I everybody everybody's oh, about the bird?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Now, how would you like me to sing this for you thirty million times? Yeah, this song will
1: not be <laughs> leaving your head. I apologize.
2: Over thirty million birds are expected to arrive in Wisconsin this weekend. Unpredictable weather conditions have caused this incredible migration season. Okay,
1: yeah, this is like a Hitchcock movie gone wrong, right? I thought it was a typo. 30 million birds? Are you kidding me? I thought it was three. No, it's 30. 30 million birds (laughs) are expected to land all across the state. They're coming up from South America, from different states. Uh, Robins, red-winged blackbirds are already here. You might also see Orioles and ruby-throated hummingbirds, whatever the heck that is. You might see a flycatcher. Birds freak me out. I find them oh, shifty really? and distrustful. Oh, um, how about the song? The bird. The, the song's not helping. <laughs> um, this creeps me out.
2: Here's what's and, even more interesting. I'm really looking forward to talking to Brian Niznanski later this afternoon. With this many birds, I would think it might show up on the radar, but last night I found a website called birdcast.com. Seriously, and this will show you just the migration traffic. And last night in Milwaukee County, one... Point nine million birds crossed Milwaukee County last night. Where did they go? Exactly. And I just, like, are they all traveling in, like, a, a flock where, I'm a hummingbird, and I fly along with the goose, and I fly along with the oriole. Like, do they all just get, a, birds of a feather flock it, together? It is
1: remarkable. <laughs> if it looks like a Hitchcock movie where you're driving, send us a note here to the Old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. Uh, I will share a bird story coming up in the 4 <laughs> o'clock hour along with this story. I once saw my wife get attacked by an ostrich. Oh! <gasps> And this was a few years ago, and I've not stopped laughing because oh. of it. It's the absolute funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's 316 on WTMJ. Fun with moms, next. So we, we have, uh, we've kind of conjured up a little game here. So the, the idea is to try and figure out how well Sandy knows her mother. So we've pieced together five questions, and there might be a bonus question or two. We'll see how it goes. Um <laughs> where I'm just going to toss it up. An example would be Android or iPhone. Sandy, would your mother prefer an Android or iPhone? She will give an answer and you have full authority to say no, Sandy, you're wrong or yes, you got it right. Everyone say a great big hello to Linda, Sandy's mom. Hi,
3: Linda. Hello.
1: Are you ready to play radio?
3: Let's do it.
1: Okay, here we go. Question number one.
2: Beatles or stones for your mama? I say, because I have, I think, all of her original albums and 45s from the 60s, I'm going to say Beatles. Am Sorry, I- we do not have a winner. <gasps> oh, no! Oh, that's what that big pause was. Really?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Mac fan. And to know that he... Still comes around, and and he can go to different places here in Chicago, probably there in Milwaukee, too. And um, really, I guess he's recognized, but he still looks damn
2: good. (laughs) 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 All right. Okay, so first of all, Stones Over Beatles, I did not know. Always a learning experience. All right. There we go. Question number
1: two. We will stay with a music theme here. Sandy, 50s music or 60s music for your mama?
2: Again, I go back to the original vinyl records. I say 60s. That was a very influential time in her life. And we used to watch the monkeys when the monkeys were on MTV in the 80s together. So I'm going 60s, not 50s. Linda? Yes, that is
0: hey! correct.
1: All right, we're even up here. One apiece. Okay, we got you off the mat. Uh, that's ever excellent. Here we go. All right, does your mama, Sandy, Prefer a gentleman with blue eyes or green eyes?
2: I, I, look at me. I would say blue eyes.
3: This is a tough one, but I guess I'll have to go with blue. I mean, <laughs> Reluctantly. Green is a hazel. But you didn't say hazel, you said green, so I have to go with blue.
2: Well, and I'm going to say, didn't Dado have blue eyes? Yes. Very good. Yes. Yeah. very good
1: all right cool two in the wind column for sandy and uh one that we'll not talk about later today okay next question question number four which does your mother despise more Ooh. stained clothes or wrinkled clothes
2: i would say gosh that's a toss-up because my mom dresses well and she's also worn linen pants <laughs> Not everybody can pull that off. I'm going to say, though, that she wouldn't want me to look sloppy. I would say my mom would despise stained clothes, because then you've got to cover it up, and yeah, I'm going to go with stained. Oh, I, I, I don't like wrinkles. <laughs> I do not like wrinkles. <laughs> she
1: does not prefer wrinkles, but she can go by with a, like a little red dot on her sweater. That would be okay. Sounds like <laughs> it. Okay, we're even up. This is a tiebreaker now. we we got to get this one right, Sandy. I know you can do okay. this. Okay. Would your mother prefer to watch a rom-com movie or a sci-fi thriller?
2: Oh, it's rom-com all the way. If it has Drew Barrymore in it, you're on it. <laughs> you are correct. There, there go. See. All right. Linda,
1: you, you did it. All right. No need for a bonus or tiebreaker question. Sandy, you do know your mama, at least most of her.
2: Three out of five. <laughs> and what I didn't know, I'm amused to learn.
1: That is great, right? That, that's the lesson in this all. We can always learn a little bit more about our loved ones.
2: Aww.
1: Linda, you did great.
2: Oh, well, thank you. I had a wonderful time. Thank you for inviting me. We enjoyed having you. I love you. you, Mom. I'll talk to you on Mother's Day, if not before. I love you. Bye-bye. You did great. Well, thank you. You did great. She's you passed good the test. Uh, well, but, you know, turnabout is fair play, Greg. Guess who's on the phone right now to play? How well do you know your mama? Welcome to Wisconsin's Afternoon News, Mrs. Matzik. Well, how'd you get her number? I have my ways.
3: What'd you do?
1: <laughs> Hi, Mom. Mom, are you there?
3: Yes, I am.
1: Oh, my goodness. How Hello. did you guys do? Did you guys take my phone?
2: We have our ways.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. I guess I'm on the hot
2: seat now. Happy early Mother's Day, Mrs. Matzik.
3: Thank you.
2: All right. We're going to ask Greg... The question, an either-or question, and then you get to uh, pipe in with whether he is correct or not. Are you ready to play? Okay. All right. Greg, does your mom prefer French fries or cheese curds?
1: Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, mom is not too fond of the fried food. I will say French fries over cheese curds, just going back to what we ate more of growing up. I'll say French fries.
3: He's right.
2: Hey! hey! Off and running. Hey! <laughs> All right. Well, since your son is Sports Director Extraordinaire here at WTMJ, are is your mom a bigger fan of baseball or football?
1: Mom is more likely to sit down to watch a Packers game than a Brewers game. She likes them both, but I think she's more likely to watch a Packers game.
3: I am because it's after moving. <laughs> oh, there you go!
1: Well, baseball's changed its rules. I say
2: even with the new rules. Okay, two <laughs> hey, two for, for two, two for two. Greg, does your mom, when she's watching movies, would your mom prefer to watch a movie with superheroes or with subtitles?
1: I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say subtitles. Subtitles over superheroes.
3: Ah, uh, not subtitles. Oh,
1: well, oh. what superhero do you like? Are you a Superman <laughs> fan, and I never knew it? Oh, I guess I'm off.
2: Are you like a Batman or a Spider Man or well,
1: Maybe Mom digs Iron Batman, Spider Man, Spider-Man, Aquaman?
2: Uh, <laughs> <None of those. laughs> well, fair enough. All right. Let's see if Greg knows which annoys your mom more, Greg. Socks on the floor or dirty dishes in the sink? Dirty dishes in the sink. It, it would bother my dad more
1: to see socks on the floor, but mom dishes in the sink.
2: That's correct. <laughs> Hello. All right. So now we're three of four. Can you beat me? Greg, is your mom's dream vacation on the beach or touring Europe?
1: Oh, that's a fascinating question. She appreciates both, but I'm going to say traveling in Europe.
3: Yes. There hey, you go. out of
1: five. <laughs>
3: I don't sit still very well. I like to go and see things
2: and do things. Oh, well, now Greg knows what to get you for Christmas Yeah, some good walking shoes
1: or a trip to Italy, (laughs) one or the other.
2: Yeah, I was thinking the European trip. Give give me a
3: trip to Europe. Okay, Okay,
1: that that sounds good. Be the
2: favorite son, Greg. Be the favorite
1: son. Well, there's no doubt about that. (laughs) I thought that was one of your either-or questions, me or my brother, Brett. But uh, maybe we'll get to that at a different (laughs) time. Thank you, Mom. Love you. See you on Mother's Day. Love you. Thank you. Wisconsin's afternoon news on WTMJ. Well, U.S. border communities are declaring disasters as Title 42's expiration sets the stage for a migration rush. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is, administration is rolling out new and strict border policy under the guise of Title 8. What does it all mean? We welcome in M. Wynn from ABC. M. I, I'm wondering what sort of legal hurdles the Biden administration faces with its new and more strict rules regarding migration at the border.
3: Right. So there's a number of new rules, right, that the administration has now implemented. They say it's to keep migrants from taking that dangerous track and showing up illegally while creating new legal pathways. And there's a number of things here, including families uh, who come to seek asylum, they'll have curfews, and the head of household will have to wear an ankle monitor with GPS tracking, while officials will try to determine within 30 days whether a family can stay. Usually that process could take up to years. Uh, We understand that the administration is also trying to open what they're calling migration hubs, about 100 of them where people can seek placement elsewhere other than the United States. These hubs will start opening up in places like Colombia and Guatemala, although the other countries are not disclosed as of right now. But the thing is, a few of these policies have been challenged, including the one where usually the U.S. says these vetted migrants who come to seek asylum, who can't be processed by backed up border authorities, just way too much going on at the southern border, well, they'll be allowed to enter the country country without notices to appear to come later. Those notices would come at a different time. Well, a Florida judge blocked that key component to this new administration parole rule. And the Florida AG says it's essentially, yeah unconstitutional. Um, And so they've pushed back on it. The Florida judge has now blocked it. It will not move forward as of right now as it goes through the court process. And we've already heard from the DHS saying that this will impact overcrowding and basically just how many people are allowed to be at the facilities. Uh, Mayorkas, the DHS secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, has warned that this move is harmful. Um, There's one other lawsuit I'll point out at this time. It's something also that the Biden administration had tried to implement. Um, They saying basically that migrants can't come to the U.S. if they haven't sought protection in other countries that they have come through first. And the immigrants' rights advocates have filed a lawsuit against that plan saying that it largely mimics Trump's plan um, that basically says that you had to seek asylum in a country that you passed through first, especially if you're coming through Central America.
1: A developing story indeed. And Wynn, ABC News. Thank you so much, Em. Have a great weekend. Thank you. 344 on WTMJ. Some fun with food and how you can get involved with the Edelweiss. It's after this. Well, we haven't had him on since we had him on last. I know it's a very philosophical statement, very deep, if you want to get into that. We're talking about our favorite Milwaukee chef, Adam Pollack, who put his cooking chops... To work on the Super Chef Grudge Match on the Food Network. We had you on, Adam, right before the show. Yeah. You couldn't yeah, right tell us anything. No. Like what you were going to be cooking, if you knew the ingredients. All we knew was when the show was going to air.
0: Yeah, and You're of course, You didn't back give in us any hints. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I had a good test. Hell's Kitchen, I had to wait two years to tell. So now oh, it's years. easy to keep a secret.
1: So season 19 of Hell's Kitchen and now Super Chef Grudge Match and your steak and eggs.
0: Food Network, yeah. Just steak crushed and eggs. it. Yeah, against the Hell's Kitchen... You know, fellow contestant, too, which meant a lot. That is cool stuff.
1: I, I You know, the, the steak and eggs, right? Everybody would love to create that. Maybe that's a Mother's Day Ooh, brunch idea. That
0: is. I've had what a co- lot of people ask me, can you make that for me? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. So
1: just like drop it off or like put it on the yeah, front right. porch?
0: Or like do it as a special. I'm like, we don't do brunch yeah. <laughs> at our restaurant. <laughs> that's <part>. not <laughs> it. But maybe one day. All
1: right, so what kind of
0: meat do you need for a steak and eggs? Steak and eggs, ribeye, New York strip. Perfect. Some fat. Not super crazy, but just your basic, you know, ribeye. Like I said, that's what I used on the show. Super nice. And pan sear it. Get it basted. Get herbs, butter, all that good flavor. Let it rest. Slice it. Good uh, English muffin or good bread. Toasted. Needs to withstand all the juices and hollandaise, all that stuff. And then you got to poach an egg. That's the only thing. People are scared to poach the egg. It's
2: a little bit <laughs> of a delicate touch for that. Yeah. Now, Adam, you're used to being the chef in the kitchen, having all the control right there behind the scenes. Yep. How does cooking in front of the cameras on Celebrity Grudge Match, where you've got the pressure and a direct competitor, how does that change your approach to cooking?
0: Sure. So for me, I didn't know how it was going to be when I did like the house kitchen thing because it's the first time. But once you do that, you're really like, you realize you're not even worried about any of that, especially when it's a one-on-one competition. It's like the clock's going and to, to be honest, it's like the set is really quiet. It's just kind of like lame, honestly, like, <laughs> than what you guys see on TV. So it's not like it's very stressful or people are like, they make it seem like everyone's cheering the whole time, but really. It's pretty quiet, and it's pretty this, like, you're focused on what you're doing. The camera, there's a guy on a boom, you know, going around, and it's chill. So, like, you're really focused on what you're doing. So, for me, I don't even think about the other stuff until, like, the host, like, Darnell, would come up and ask about the dish. And that's when you kind of got a snap out and be like, oh, yeah, this is going to be on TV. I need to, like, know what's going on. But really, for me, is, like, keep the head down, make sure I'm cooking the stuff the right way, tasting things. It's, like, just... Running through it in my head over and over, but you can't be prepared.
1: So I, I think the timing element would always throw me off. Like, yeah, I, I can cook something, just give me a, enough time. But I'd, three hours, I'd, Greg, I'd be nervous about on the <laughs> clock. Right? Yeah. That, that would make me a little
0: nervous. Yeah, and the different, the most difficult thing for me is just the unknown. So you're like, you don't know what the theme was going to be. You didn't know the special ingredient that the competitor is going to bring. So you can't pre-plan, which is honestly good because if you get too many plans or try to prepare in advance. It, you're going to get messed up when you're actually there. You know, it's like having the speech ready, and then you get on the podium and you just go blank. Right. You just don't say anything you wrote out. That's kind of how it is. So the timing is just thinking of techniques and things that I've known throughout just the career that I know I could cook fast or will be good enough or, like, taste good, and just, like, using tricks to make things better in a short amount of time. You know, good seasoning, citrus, acid, uh, heat, like tons of different things that you can throw together to just brighten it up.
2: You got a target on your back now? Are they going to invite you back so other people can take you on? I don't know.
0: I did get get reached out to... to see if i knew anyone that had a grudge that might want to be on that show so maybe I will just see. find somebody it's right milwaukee. everyone's we're all too nice to each other there's no grudges here i think everyone helps each other out so make it up yeah right make yeah, it yeah, it you up. want to be on tv make up a grudge and let me know and i'll send you in the right place well you, part of the other reason we have you in here adam is because we're, we're
1: promoting national travel and tourism week
0: yeah which is I, a big week
1: it's a huge week and it, it's a great week you got so many great things to do in wisconsin and milwaukee and we know you've partnered with the Edelweiss to do yep. some sort of like celebrity chef Edelweiss boat
0: cruise. Just chef. I used to work for them, so they don't. None of them on that uh, in that company think I'm a celebrity. They knew me when I was just getting my first okay, sous chef enough. job. So I'm back. But yes, we'll call it that. Um, we're doing two this year. This summer, we're doing one in July, one in August. Uh, four courses on the Edelweiss boat. They do the longest time tour. It's three hours out on the lake. Uh, with four courses with wine pairings, I bring always bring in like another special guest that I don't have like on the menu or on the directory, but they just show up. And I have a really great crew, people from my restaurant, my managers Tyler, my brother Alex, they come on, so it's like getting my staff involved as well. But super cool event. Like you start out, you go down the Walkie River, you board down by Third Street go through the Milwaukee River, come out there under the home bridge, which is like the best shot you can get. You go literally right under it, out to the water. Courses are coming, food's coming, they have music. Um, it's a really cool event, and I think super rare. It's not like every day you hear that you can go and do a multi-course dinner on a boat that's like, and everything's plated in front of you. There's a huge table in the back of the boat. It's really cool. It's a unique experience, I would say.
2: That's what I say. That's what people tend to look for is a real experience. So, not only are you going to have some of the best food paired with wine and some of the leisurely view of the city from that river. And and everyone has a view. There's
0: no bad view on that boat. There's actually a top deck as well uh, that they can go up at any part of the dinner and actually get views or hang out. And there's another bar up there. So, it's really, it's, Really fun. We had a really good response last year. We did three last year, and I know a lot of people have re-signed up, but we're trying to get new people. The adventures of Adam Pollock. It's just like following uh, you around, That's man. what it is. We're just trying to create experiences, though. I love know?
1: that, though. From a, for galos to golf courses, man, just a, your to social go- media <laughs> following is is brilliant enough. Well, thank you.
2: Will you wear a captain's hat instead of a chef's hat? Oh, uh,
0: not, No, 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 no. That's more of like a bachelor party style. I'm going to stick to the chef hat while I'm out there. But it is fun. If you just go to the, I don't know if you were going to say, but right on Weiss website, you have to go to uh, public cruises, and it's called Dinner with a View. I didn't come up with that, but that's it. Dinner with a View. (laughs) It's simple. It is
2: what it is. Right to the point.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, very cool. It's uh, Adam Pollock
1: joining us. He was on Hell's Kitchen Season 19, the winner of Super Chef Grudge Match on the Food Network a few months back, uh, and Milwaukee's Favorite Celebrity Chef. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, guys.